What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Dr. Matthew Howie who is a health strategist for York County and teaches at the York Hospital Family Medicine Residency. And he joins us this morning to talk about something that happened to me last week uh, that was, uh, I'll say, a little bit more than interesting. It was uh, a mild stroke known as a transient ischemic attack, as I understand it now. Uh, I learned a lot about that over the weekend. I also learned the difference between that and a, a regular stroke. And good morning, Dr. Howie. Great to have you on the show again. Hey, good to be here. Thank you. Well, I, I, I second that motion. I tell you what, it's good to be here. I, I uh, have taken a new appreciation of being here and what all that means. But wanted to get into it this morning. We talked a little bit on Friday, which was the day I got back from this thing. And last Wednesday morning, just to recap very quickly, we're doing the 635 segment like we're doing right now. And I was getting ready to read a little piece from the Washington Post on the State of the Union address. Well, first of all, I couldn't say, say State of the Union I'm sitting here looking at the words, and I can't talk. I can't say it, and I'm bouncing all over stuff. And I've had a couple of people I've seen since then who said, I heard that piece. We were really wondering what was happening. Some guy said he thought I was disagreeing with Mark. I said, no, Mark and I were just talking about the segment a little bit. And I couldn't take what I saw and make the words with my mouth. And I've done about 5,700 shows over the years, and it's never happened to me. And I noticed that morning my, my vision was also really weird. I couldn't see the end of sentences to my right. So... It ended up, when I got to the hospital, that they called it a TIA, um, a transient ischemic, I think I'm saying that correctly, attack. So talk you a are. little bit about the difference between that and a full-fledged stroke, because there's a major difference between the two, right? Um, absolutely. I mean, they have kind of the same source. Um, this is an area where part of the brain is not getting oxygen, um, and an injury has occurred. And the difference between a TIA and a stroke has to do with your recovery. And so you can't necessarily at that moment know this is going to be different. Uh, what you know is looking backwards, hey, that was different because my brain was able to, to recover that blood supply to that critical area. And for you, it impacted an area where uh, your speech was related and it actually impacted part of your vision as well. You're very fortunate. Yeah, I, I really was. And, I, and so we get to the hospital and they start talking about these TIAs. And so from what I understand, if you have a... Um, a, is it called a cerebrovascular accident, CVA, that's commonly known as a stroke, uh, or you have what I had, uh, one can be hemorrhagic, which means blood. It, uh, there's now blood in the brain. I mean, it can you can be dead in, in minutes or even seconds, I suppose, uh, as opposed to the one I had, which was the, the body kind of, and I'm saying this in a really... Um, type way the body kind of absorbs this and and corrects itself is that kind of a good way of explaining it what are your thoughts on that doc sure both of them are related to blood supply to an area you know one has to do with where uh, we believe a small clot forms and blocks that area and the other one has to do where there's a disruption of that blood vessel where it breaks open and you bleed into that space the, the more common one is the small clot uh, hemorrhagic is much, much less common, but it can be quite severe, quite devastating. Uh, my grandmother had one of those. Um, and it, it's, it's definitely one of those ones where you don't see as rapid a recovery. 
Um, the small blood clot it sounds like what happened based on what you've described is your body formed a blood clot accidentally into a particular space, and that can happen for a host of reasons, and your body was able to correct it, as you described, and was able to open that space up, and that brain tissue was able to be preserved. Um, so fortunately, um, it doesn't look like you have residual effects, or else we would call no. it a stroke. No, and I, I can speak again and do all that as I could do on Friday morning, and what they did with me is they they took all these different tests. I had an MRI and I had all the different things that were done, the, the CT scan, the uh, chest X-ray, and then I had an echocardiogram, and that's where they found two red flags. And they said, we don't see anything necessarily in there, uh, but, you know, it's it's an enlarged area we're a little concerned about. So they implanted a device called a loop, which I guess is a recording kind of device that records information, and if I have something coming up, and it's good for like four years. If I have something coming up, I sink it to this thing on my bed, and I walk around, and I have a little card that I carry. And if something happens, people can use this card, and they can find out what's going on and pretty quickly. So it's more of a preventative thing. So I got very lucky. But what, what I really wanted to talk to you about this morning, for people out there who are looking at loved ones or friends or fellow employees at work, what are some of the things they need to look for uh, in in the case of this? Because I didn't know what was happening. I had never had a stroke. I, you know, As, as I said and it only lasted for me like about eight, nine minutes till the end of that segment. I walked upstairs and I told my wife in very clear terms what I thought was happening. We rushed to the hospital. But what are some of the things that people really need to look for, Dr. Howie, as a matter of course during the day? Because this could happen anywhere around anyone at any time. Sure. I mean, there's a couple of key things you really need to watch for when it comes to stroke. Um, things can change in terms of the side of face. Um, so we talk about facial asymmetry. Um, it can affect your speech, um, and time is really, really critical when it comes to this. Uh, you want to have the ability to get evaluated just as you did as quickly as possible because there are things that can be done for certain types of strokes, but they can only be done early, early on in the process. So if you believe, gosh, somebody's having a stroke, they're having difficulty with word finding, they're having a little imbalance when they're walking, um, they're, they're one side of the face looks different than the other, that's not a time to hesitate. That, that's a brain attack. That's one of the, the ways that we describe it, like a heart attack. Um, and you want to get that evaluation done as quickly as possible and as early as possible at a place that can handle the care. And you went to the right place and you got that right evaluation. Um, mm -hmm. But not everybody is as lucky as you are. Um, and so really working on those risk factors. What, is, what can I do to help prevent strokes? That's really the best thing. Prevention is key as much as we can. Uh, sometimes there aren't things we can do to prevent but sometimes there are. And so looking at right. our cholesterol, looking at our blood pressure, looking at physical activity really matters. It was interesting as I went through all the various tests. I don't know how many times people made me smile, how many times they made me push my feet against their hands or pull against their uh, arms, how many times I had to double check and see if both my sides were symmetrical. If I was feeling that, you know, they touch, they say, this same, this same, this same. So there are a lot of little things you do to kind of check on people uh, in the hospital. Uh, not something necessary we'll, we'll do, but, you know, something in the hospital that they do. Uh, talk a little about some of those things that people use to check and see if you uh, truly are having a stroke or, or maybe how severe it is. Yeah, strokes can be really subtle um, and, and strokes can be quite profound, uh, and they vary depending on the person and presentation, and they change over time. And that's the reason they were they were kind of picking at you on a regular basis to say, is this an evolving stroke? Is this something where it was a little bit here, but that can be a warning sign? A TIA or those kind of the quote-unquote mini-stroke can be a predictor of a large stroke within 24 hours in certain people. And so 
that's why they really were paying that super high attention to you at that moment was, um, gosh, um, we want to prevent anything from progressing and do the things that we know to do in our, in our profession to keep that from happening. Now, fast is a new word that I, it's not a new word. I knew it from before, but I, you know, face, arms, speech, and then time. And those are all big deals. You've talked about a few of those this morning with the speech and the time, uh, the face, uh, the arms. You know, if, if, if you can't lift both arms up, uh, one of the things that they talked about was that lift your arms up constantly. If you can't do that, then maybe there's one side of the body that's being hurt more than another. And you also mentioned about the idea of uh, what to do for the future. I'm now doing low sugar, low carb, uh, blood pressure medicine, a whole lot of things now to be preventative. Um, just some final thoughts on the preventative stuff here we need to do as we kind of close this segment. You know, the things that you've heard in the past that, you know, gosh, this is this is good for your health kind of thing in terms of working on those diet changes like you talked about, activity and blood pressure, those are the things we can modify. Um, some things we can't, you know, some things are a lot harder. Um, you know, there are genetics involved in this, although it's not as strong as, as a lot of folks have, have looked at in the past. We haven't found a strong market as mark as a strong marker when it comes to this. But prevention is key. Once that brain portion gets injured, you can get recovery. And in your case, you've had wonderful recovery. But for some folks, it, it's not a recovery piece. Yep. How can I learn to manage new change? And so prevention is key, making sure we're paying attention to the things that we can change. Smoking is a really big factor for it. Um, but, you know, you're doing the things that you're able to modify now. And those exactly are the, the messages that we give someone else. But I would leave you with this, that if you were really having any question about I'm, I'm having a change in my neurologic status, that means those things we talked about, the facial asymmetry, the arms aren't moving the same way, the speech is impacted or things just aren't right. Get that evaluation done as early as possible. Delay is actually the worst thing you can do when it comes to this. Yeah. Same thing with the, the heart. Word. Yeah, that word fast is really means a lot to me now. And I know uh, I'm wor- working really hard on things. I was working hard on things before, but I'm really kind of microing that down even more now. And, you know, exercising every day and uh, keeping the weight down, all those kind of things are really important. Dr. Howie, always appreciate your insights. Thank you so much for joining us today. And, uh, again, for people out there, I hope this has helped them a little bit in terms of uh, a possible stroke, what to look for, mini strokes, what to look for. Uh, and hopefully you don't have those to deal with. But uh, I didn't think that was ever going to have them to deal with either, and last week was a wake-up call. So thanks again, Dr. Howie. Always appreciate you. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby, the whole school it yeah, just I hurt see. me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville high are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen being on the show. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity, and thank you for sharing this. It's going to be a really helpful thing for folks in the community. I appreciate it. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.